everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Jambase podcast. I'm Scott Bernstein, and on this episode, we'll hear my interview with keyboardist John Medeski that was recorded last month aboard Jam Cruise 19. John Medeski was on the ship with Supergroup The Word, and we discussed the art of improvisation. Stay tuned for my chat with Medeski, but first a word from this episode's sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Topeka Live. Topeka connects you with your favorite artists and people through meaningful shared music experiences in Miramar Beach, Florida. Enjoy a new kind of music vacation. Spend days at the beach and nights listening to music in your reserved coves. 2023 vacations include Moon Crush Pink Moon, taking place April 20th through the 23rd. Moon Crush Pink Moon is a music vacation that lets you embrace the sun at the beach, by the pool, or enjoy your favorite activities. Performers include the Black Crows, the Avid Brothers, Jason Isbell, JJ Gray and Mofro, and more. Mothership Weekend is Mother's Day reinvented. Spend Mother's Day at the beach for Brandy Carlisle's Mothership Weekend from May 12th through the 14th. Celebrating the mothers, the impact makers, and the people who love you like a mother. Watch performances by Brandy Carlisle, Hosier, Bonnie Raitt, Mavis Staples, Nathaniel Rateliff, and more. Moon Crush Blue Moon goes down from September 1st through the 3rd. Savor the last sweet days of summer at the beach and live your best life with Ben Rector, Need to Breathe, and many others this Labor Day weekend at the inaugural Moon Crush Blue Moon. Visit Topeka.live for details and to purchase tickets to Moon Crush Pink Moon, Mothership Weekend, and Moon Crush Blue Moon today. We hope you're digging the second season of the Jam Base podcast. After we launched with interviews featuring Otiel Burbridge two weeks ago and Corey Wong and Joe Dart last week, this time around we're back to a focus segment as I dove into the art of improvisation with John Medeski of Medeski, Martin & Wood, The Word, and numerous other projects. The conversation is devoted to the live music experience, and there are plenty of chances to see live music in the days, weeks, and months ahead. So many acts have announced tour dates this week alone. John Mayer added a fall leg to his first ever solo acoustic tour, while Eric Clapton returns to North America for five dates this fall. The Disco Biscuits and Pigeons Playing Ping Pong each unveiled the first of what's expected to be multiple summer tour announcements, and Elvis Costello and the Imposters will hit the road for the We're All Going on a Summer Vacation Tour of North America. There's also Modest Mouse and Pixies, who will team for a co-headlining tour featuring special guest Cat Power. Read about these tours and many others at jambase.com. Furthermore, visit jambase.com to get your votes in for Jambase's 2023 March Madness Top Grateful Dead Covers Tournament Championship Round. It's Jerry versus Bobby as me and my uncle squares off against Morning Dew. Championship voting is open until 11.59 p.m. PT on Monday, April 3rd. Speaking of the dead, John Medeski has played many shows as a member of Phil Lesh and Friends recently. Jamming with Phil was one of the many topics that came up as I talked the art of improvisation with the keyboardist. Mineski spoke about the approach he takes with different outfits such as The Word, where he follows what Robert Randolph is doing. John first came into music by taking piano lessons, and we dove into when it was that he first started appreciating improvisation and jamming. We also discussed how having a set list can actually free up musicians, as it gives them an anchor to work off of. Additionally, Medeski touched on how Medeski, Martin, and Wood have embraced improvisation over the course of their illustrious career. He also talked about the long-awaited album MMW have in the works, and what else 2023 holds for him. 
Now, listen to my The Art of Improvisation chat with John Modeski, which we'll lead into with a bit of the word in action. Improvisation with John Modeski. How are you doing today, John? We're aboard the MSC Divina uh, Jam Cruise 19, and John is no stranger to Jam Cruise. He's been on it with a number of different acts, and this time uh, uh, you're aboard again with the word. And last night you played your first of two gigs on the ship, and how did it go? It was actually a really fun show. Last night was great. It was a late one, 2.30 a.m., <clears throat> but... um. Yeah, people are still up, and I felt like for us it was a really solid show. And one thing that I Luther is is over here, and he's speaking with uh, one of my colleagues from Relics. And one thing that Luther filled me in on is that you don't typically go into a word show with a set list, and that typically it's just Robert Randolph just uh, le- leading the way. I mean, it, it, how how how. It, it must be interesting to you don't play all that often and just come in and and follow along yeah i mean i uh i guess for me it's like that's normal i mean that's how yeah, most that's... of the bands i've ever <laughs> most of the bands i'm involved with and collaborating are part of it's rarely is there a set list you know i, I mean that's for me that's part of the <clears throat> i mean what you know i don't know what you know improvisation is it means it's about being in the moment you know, it's just, I look at it like, you know, it's like what jazz had, even classical music had it. You know, you hear about Beethoven and Mozart and Bach being great improvisers, you know, being able to sit down and just make stuff up and compose on the spot. And that's really how I look at it. And you know, a lot of the, a lot of the people I play with, a lot of the bands I've had, that's how we look at it is like, you know, it's like you're, you're sort of, you're spontaneously composing, you're creating. So it's not just like, it's not just jamming where you're just taking a solo on something you're actually creating music which means beginning middle end you know tension release you know uh, it builds it you know it falls it you know just where the whole the whole the whole set is a journey and sometimes you know yeah you can create a set and you know what it's going to do and it's going to be the same every time <clears throat> and that's really awesome but um or you can have a million tunes and like make sure that you don't repeat a song, you know, for four days or whatever it is. But that's for to me, that's all very contrived. That's not improvising. Improvising is being in the moment, doing what the moment is telling you to do. Like really, like even having a song is not, imp- you know, just because somebody takes a guitar solo in the middle of a song, that's not improvising. It's still within a format. So if we really talk about improvising. It's like going up there with nothing 
and and just creating something. Now that's hard to do, and when you have a bigger audience, it's like you need people need to be patient. Not everybody wants to deal with that as an audience member. So, and I love songs too. Sure. But one of the things that I've done with a lot of the bands is. Um, Ben and it's like, yeah, you just get up, you, you you maybe have a list of songs, and then you see what you're feeling, like, see what you're really feeling, or like what what like you do a song that has an impact, boom, it's like you hit, it's, it has this resonance in the room. Then you can just see, okay, what comes next, you know. And Robert, and Robert, we love, he's really good at it, and since he's the front man, he's it's really important that he's really feeling what's going to come next. So we just follow along because like that, you know. Yeah. And um, with other bands I've had, it's. You know, sometimes he'll turn around and say, what do you want to do? You know, after, but it's, it's really, we want, we want to make sure that, because the band's great when he's really feeling it. Yeah. So we are there to support that. You know, even though it's a collective band, it's like, it's really, you know, what he, he's, you know, he's like the lead member, you know, singer, lead, the lead singer, the lead player. So we want to make sure that he's feeling great. And so we go with it. And then when he's feeling great, then we can all lock in. few years a different bass player uh, Ray Ray Holloman how does that impact the improvisational dynamic well I think any it's it, well Ray, specifically Ray Ray has a history with Robert history with that the music of that church so he's right in there ready knows knows what to do you know <laughs> so but I think in general like any you know, combination of musicians, there's a chemistry that happens, you know, and change, you know, you change one of the members, it's going to change the chemistry, it's going to change the overall thing, unless they're just, you know, playing the parts that right. on the record or something like that. What kind of music that I generally like to do is very much about the chemistry of the musicians. And that's what interests me, you know, I'm not interested in just like doing my songs and having everybody play their parts and you know what I mean? It's like, I'm really interested in like this collective energy, what happens with that. You know, that's what I've always been exploring most of my life. It's all good. You know I mean? I think, it's, I mean, I don't, I love songs and I love, I love a good show. You know, I'm not, you know, I love classical music. I like whatever, anything, you know, if it's like, you know, stuff that's, but for me, what I like to do and what I'm exploring in my life as a musician is this, uh, you know, how, how we can, be creative in every moment, you know, not just like be creative when we're writing a song and then we go up there and we, you know, they, they only, you know, when somebody's doing a song that they've written, you know, last week or 40 years ago, you know, that was that moment, that was the creative moment, you know, when the song was written. I like to, I'm like to explore how do we keep being, be, you know, 
every moment that we're playing is a creative moment. And there's different ways of doing that. And just, you know, on the set list tip, I would say, you know, sometimes having a set list can free you up. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're gonna, if you're going to play a really big place and there's, you know, a lot of people, um, sometimes having a set list can give you the ability to get into, you know, we don't have to think, or the sound's going to be weird, you know, you know, you're not going to be, it's going to be hard to hear it, like a festival situation where you just got to, we got to, so sometimes having a set list will give you, that'll just be the, the little anchor you need to <clears throat> be free, you know what I mean? In the uh, Shackman days of Medeski, Martin, and Wood, would you go in with this set list? I would say in, in all the days, 90% of the time, we didn't have a set list. But like I'm saying, what really, I guess what it's really about for me is you want to create a certain vibration, you know. And for me, that vibration involves like the spontaneity, the being in the moment. And I just look at it like you really, I want to do whatever is necessary to get to that vibration. And if it means creating a set list, you know, to, so that you can be free. So you, so you don't need to worry about like, hey, what song are we going to play next? You can just really get into the details of how you're playing the song and explore new ways of doing that. Then that's great. But, um, you know, yeah, it really depends on the project, depends on the people you're playing with. Um because, you know, like I said, there, there is a freedom to structure. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I but totally I don't think, get that. I, but, I, you know, I just, but I guess it's just, you know, music has different purposes, you know. And for me, it's like it's never, it's really not entertainment, you know. It's about, I don't know, something else. Spiritual? I don't know. I mean, yeah, sure. Or, you know, to, yeah. to, to get to, you know, to really create some kind of energetic something that, and ever, but then you get into the then there's the audience, you know, or the listener, right? What does the listener want? You know, does the listener want some listeners? You know, they need that. They need nostalgia, or they need to know what's going to happen. They need to know the lyrics to the song in order to feel comfortable, like you know. And other people, other listeners, you know, want to be taken on that edge. Yeah. You know, it's a different experience. And I just, what I always say is like, it's all good. Music, music is just good, you know, but if you're talking about me and what I like and what, what, cause it really has to do with like, for me really like, what was, what did I like growing, you know, as I discover music, what fed me? And that's what I like to do. Cause what fed me was that, you know, was improvising, was creating, was composing. Cause improvising is composing. It's just, you're doing it faster. <clears throat> you don't know, you know what I mean? And you, there's no, you have to be a little more flexible because if something happens that wasn't really what you were intending, you have to hear what it is, be in it, and then turn that into something and and follow it. You know, it's a different amount of control. You know, a different way, a different way of controlling. Did you get into or in your musical evolution? Did you um, come to appreciate improvised music early? In, as yes, I did. I did. I mean, actually, I was. I, I started taking piano lessons when I was five or whatever, and I was playing classical music. You know, which I think that's what a lot of people do. And um, I think it's what always attracted me, even to that music, was just the, just the energy of what you know them creating, knowing that they we improvised and stuff. And then when I started, uh, I mean, it was. I guess it was when I started. I started like you know checking out jazz and. I guess that's where, you know, I really started learning tools for improvising and then contemplating what that really meant and blah, 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 you know.
is it easier or harder or just different to uh, if if you've never played with somebody and you're going on a improv, Im- improvised journey with them? I mean, is it harder to to do that with somebody you've never played with? Is that yes. Mean? It depends on whether they're if they're I mean, what also, kind of player if they they're are. not used to it if they don't yeah. like that if they're not comfortable doing that then it's you know I like to do that though that's why they, I like to I like to play with. Have you I had like, good like, experiences with people yeah, that you've never? No. I mean, there's so many great musicians. I mean, like I'm not. I can't even. You know, I've played with a lot of, you know, really great musicians who that's not normally what they do. But then when they do it, it's amazing. Yeah. It's people are, you know, whatever. I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's the comfort of the comfort of, um, knowing what's going to happen. I guess is a is a real thing. Are there some? Um, signals or signs that are uh, uh, for general for musicians when jamming of uh, to move forward or to change is is there some general uh, there's a, not, I, I don't think language yeah i don't think there, there's not like a agreed upon you know set of signals i think every group and every people you know different groups of people they start to develop that amongst themselves you know yeah so yeah and how has it that language developed for the word? Is it just follow? Uh, Robert? We, we mostly just look at each other and laugh and <laughs> follow. You know, you know the Robert, Robert lead. You know, whoever's playing will lead, and we just, you know, it's kind of it's hard to explain because it's, 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 the music is its own language. So sure. it, it, there's there's there are clues and and um, cues in the music itself. You know, in the notes that you play, in when you play what, in you just feel, you know, it's like there, there's a lot of tel- telepathy in like great music, I think. Um, yeah, there was a, there's this great guitar player. He played with uh, Muddy Waters. His name uh, is Bob Margolin. And I toured with him um, the last with waltz. The Last Waltz. And I, one of my favorite things was just, you know, hanging out and talking to him. And... Um, I just want to see if I can find this really quick. It's not much, but he, um, we were just talking about like playing with my wires and that, and that style of booze and how like, you know, there's, it's not always just a 12 bar structure or, you know, the, they're just really following the, the vocal of whoever's leading it, whoever, you know, at the time. And one of the things he, he said, there's a lot of ESP to it, but that's the tradition. And that's I just feel like true. that's really it. I think that's, that's a lot to do with, that's a lot of playing improvised music when it's good is, you know, and then when you, you know, especially when you do with people, you I think some people you have an instant chemistry with, you know, but then you do it more and more, you start to develop a language together, you know, which is different than, yeah, which is different than, you know, writing, like having Composing. everything figured out ahead of time. Like, and also, and you have to, it's like, you got to practice doing it. You have to get up on stage and do it, yeah. you know, and like just, it's like, you know, it's like getting up there with your clothes off or jumping off a cliff. You, you know, you have to start doing it because if you don't, if you don't practice it by doing it on stage, then you're never going to be able to do it, you know. And how has that language developed with Phil Lesh over the past few well, years? Well, those guys have, he's got, I mean, he's, they've got a thing of their own, you know. So I'm kind of, when I do that, I kind of hop in and I'm just listening and trying to add something that I think. That's a complicated um, 
But it's more it's than a just com- it's solo. A complica- it's a complicated right? scene. That the dead scene. Yeah, there's so many. Uh, I don't know. So many people have like that's just their life, and they've checked out that music, and they're very addicted to certain things that happened in 1974, 19 whatever, you know, three, and the way this one night they did this thing, and it's like it's such a such a heady. Um, now Phil's not like this at all, <laughs> right. because he's one of the creators of the music. But I'm saying like, a lot of the people that play that music there becomes this whole, and uh, what I love it when we just you know, you know just approach it n- new every time. You know, and just sort of list, be listening, and and his concept, which I actually really love, and why I really appreciate playing with them, is like it's not about like somebody taking a solo. It's about everyone sort of collectively playing, and you know, like almost like Dixieland, or you know, where everybody where there's it's like this interweaving of stuff where people are passing it back and forth. It's not all about like we're you know we're all accompanying this one guy while he's soloing, and then we. Which I love that too, yeah. but you know, but the Phil's concept is like definitely much more. Everyone's, Team. yeah, everyone's playing at the same time, interacting with each other every moment, you know, and um, yeah, I guess I really, this really is a lot. You know, like you play the head of the song or whatever, and then you go into this, into this more exploratory sections. And to me, it really does remind me of like Dixieland or you know, that older music where everybody's you know all the horns are playing together and they're interweaving lines and it's not like it's not about one person but they're creating this you know sort of experience collectively and you do know where you're going to wind up but how you're going to get there is still in question yeah yeah exactly and for me like i love not even know where i'm going to wind up right <laughs> i mean that's like the, for me that's the ultimate where like you just and that's where like i think when we don't have a set list to me i mean what, there's just different there's different you know I mean, you can get up there with literally nothing. And I do that a lot, like, especially when I do solo piano. Mineski Moore Wood used to do that, where we didn't, where we wouldn't intentionally not play a song and just see if we could actually just create, a, you know, music, create an experience for an hour, right. you know? And I love that. But and any element of structure that you add into it, you know, just, just a way of adding a little form. It's a way of having something to play off of. It's a way of having like a place to land and anchor. You know, and I think that can feel good too, you know? So, I mean, I like it all. I like doing it all, but it's also, it's, it's really gotta be, but I also like making, I like people to, I like to stretch people a little bit, but I also, I like to make people happy too, really, you know, um, even though it doesn't seem like it, but I do. So it's like, you know, there's, so that, so that the amount of structure that you add in, um, from my perspective is very relevant to, you know, who the audience is. Sure. You know, how large the audience is, smaller audience is easier to, force them onto a journey, <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it's just like, what, like a one-on-one conversation, you have 50 people, hundred people, you can really explore more. I think, um, you know, as you get more people, the common denominator lowers, you know, you got 25,000 people. Suddenly it's a different, it's a different base to be dealing with. Then yeah. when you have 50 in, yeah. in the stone and, uh, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs>
let's use the example of you. Um, not too long ago, you played in Brooklyn, a Medeski Martin Wood gig. It was the first gig in a, in a long time. Yes. Um, how do you, what, I, I haven't heard the set. Is Was it a mix of the song and improvisation where, how, how did you getting back with those guys? Um, yeah, it was approach a mix. That it was a mix. Um, I'm trying to remember if we even, we might've even had a set list. The thing is like with any, any of these, most of these bands that if we, I would say 99% of the time we have a set list, it changes sure. somewhere mid set. Yeah. But sometimes it's nice to have that, like expect you, but you like you don't really know what's going to happen with, with the sound, with the audience, with the, it's like when you have this thing to to rely on to you know to get into the vibe. It can be comforting and um, helpful, sure. you know. So I don't remember how we did that. I know we, what we did was we just picked a bunch of songs, you know, some that we've played more, you know, because we have a lot of songs. Yeah. So we just picked a bunch. We got together the night before at Billy Martin's place, and we kind of hung out. Chris got there really late, so we ended up um, not having a, you know, but we didn't, we didn't, it was just crazy. We were just listening to, and we, it was kind of fun because we, had, you know, for us to like realize, wow, there's some stuff we did when we recorded it that we hadn't done, that we hadn't done live in a long time, like little things, you know, because when you play live, it's right, things develop, they, they go to, you know, they be, it takes on a different, especially the way we do it. it sure. take on it, you know, we can get into other habits with the song live that, so it was kind of fun to go back and like revisit some of the original recordings and learn or relearn some of the stuff that we hadn't been doing for a while. So it was, it was really, it was really fun. And it was also very easy. Like, um, that, you know, that was a kind of, that was sort of, that's why we got together because we should probably rehearse before. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we haven't played in a while, but it was just like, it was, yeah, very smooth. Been hearing for years. There's a new Medeski Martin and Wood album coming. Can you give us the latest on the status? Of well, that we recorded album? something. And, um, it's very different. It's more minimal. And I mean, I don't, I, I don't know what to call it. It's different. It's like a different, very different than anything we've done. It's okay. not like, it's not like a return to any sort of sure thing. thing. It's, it's like, it's kind of what we always do when we get to the record, we always are kind of like moving. We don't like to repeat ourselves too much, even though we are ourselves. So we probably are repeating ourselves all the time. Sure, but always evolving. But it's like this, the general sound is different. It's like, um, a little more, I don't know what it's, I don't know what to call it. I, I, I hate putting generalizations yeah, and labels on things. It's you know, sort of a more electronic y kind of vibe, okay. a little more minimal, a little. Um, it's still us and it's weird and it's got a lot of groove in it. And, um, but yeah, it's, we're, we're slow. it'll come out soon. Okay. <laughs> Sometime, okay. maybe this year coming up. I'm hoping we're kind of there. We've been going because we, we were, it was one of the things where we didn't know if we like it, do we want to do it? Um, and, yeah, it's. I think it's pretty cool. What else does twenty twenty three have in store for you? Uh, for me, um, well, different gigs with different people. You know, um, I got. I have a Club Delph twenty fifth anniversary. A bit, I, I do it a couple gigs with them. Okay, and, uh, but I don't have a lot. I'm busy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got to run. Do, I'm doing the Phil. Uh, birthday run at the Capitol theater. Excellent. Which be fun. Hopefully some more. We got, we're working on, on some word. We've got a recording that's been in the works for a little while now that we're hopefully going to finish. Um, I've got a project called fire jelly with, uh, 
Dave Fusinski, guitar player, and Calvin Weston on drums that is recorded and just, you know, needs to be finished up and will get released. And I've got uh, this other duo recording that I'm excited about with a cornet player of all Sun, all the music of Sun Ra. Probably be like a two-record set that will also come out sometime this year. And speaking of duos, you've also got a Mago gig uh, coming up with Billy Martin. It's been quite a while since that project's. Uh, yeah, well, we just made that record because just for fun. Yeah. Because we, you know, we have done the, we've done that a lot. Never really recorded it, and um, yeah, and we've actually had we've had a hand like I would say a handful of gigs here and there. Um, we just played this festival this summer in. Um, up in uh, Accord, New York, and um, we did another. I forgot. We, but yeah, we've been doing it occasionally, here and there, and yeah, those things. Those guys asked us. So uh, Snarky Poppy asked. Yeah, wow, so that's really cool. Like, yeah, it's great. We're gonna play Beacon Theater. It'll be fun. Yeah, excellent. Could you could you see more coming if uh, people ask? Yeah, of course. Excellent. Yeah, terrific. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for, thank you, man. for, for your time, John. Thanks. I look forward to seeing what the uh, rest of the year holds and look forward to seeing the word again tonight. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> of this episode of the Jam Bass Podcast. Thanks to John Medeski for taking the time to chat and to you for listening. Also, thanks to Jake Alexander for producing and to our sponsors, Topeka Live. Come back next week for another episode. And in the meantime, go see live music.